Welcome to Milo Talks, a new edition where I talk to people on the phone because safety first. The following phone conversations are with a mom in Utah with a full-time career and four kids, a stay-at-home dad in Florida with two boys, and a Louisiana fourth grade school teacher, all who've been facing similar challenges. So my good friend Stephanie is on the phone with me. Thank you. Hello, for, hello. Thank you for coming to the show all this way. <laughs> you're welcome. All this My way. Pleasure. All this way <laughs> as you are in Salt Lake City, Utah. Or no, you're not. You're in Provo. Yeah. No, somewhere no. in between that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. You're Salt somewhere. So close. I'm in Utah. <laughs> you're in Utah and I am in Diamond Head, Mississippi this evening. So here's my question. Going from going to school, getting up, fighting, because you have had some fights, mm-hmm. getting some cool schoolwork done. Uh, did you find certain ages of your kids were harder than other ages of your kids? Yeah, I do think that did age you- has something to do with it. But I also think that the kid's personality has a lot to do with it. But specifically, my eight-year-old has been the most difficult to get him to do school at home. But in the first month, he was on board. Like It was fun and Mm -hmm. exciting because, yeah, instead of having to get up at 6.30 in the morning and rush and put a uniform on and eat breakfast while you're walking out the door and all of the structure and go, go, go of the school day, um, we replaced that with, hey, buddy, you can sleep in as long as you want. And whenever you get up, then we'll have a nice breakfast slow and easy and can take as long as you need to and then we'll start school and so he was still in the school mindset as far as like mentally sharp and ready to learn for that first month and it was easy and uh, like we had no problems and it was almost like may 1st like exactly one month into this new process he was just done and he was like no i, I don't want to do this anymore and suddenly it became a daily um, I guess you could call it a fight, you know, with me saying it's time to do your work and him saying, I don't want to. And, you know, me trying consequences for a while. Well, if you don't do your work, then this is going to happen. And then how about a reward system? If you do do your work, then this will happen. And we have tried it all. And, you know, we have good days and bad days, but all in all, he's just, he's not enjoying it. I think he was the kind of kid that just really thrives in the structure and, you know, the, the positive peer pressure, um, the, you know, another person other than mommy asking you to do something, you know, kids just sometimes sure. respond better to other people, um, than a parent asking them to do something. My five-year-old on the other hand, though, loves it and is all about the school at home and is just a happy camper and will do anything and everything that I ask her to do. And will do tomorrow's lessons if I were to ask her to without complaining. And so, you know, part of it is that, you know, maybe, kindergarten is a little bit less strenuous than second grade. But at the same time, I do think a lot of it's just personality. You know, she's, she wants to please and she's just happy to be diligent. And, you know, it's just a different type of personality trait. Now the five-year-old can see how the eight-year-old's affecting you at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I try. So there, do you think that plays on it a little bit that she can see I mean, the whole family can see. Yeah. No, she is absolutely that kind <laughs> kind of kid that, you know, as soon as her brother is in trouble, she's like coming over and be like, mom, can I get you anything? Like cranking it up, you know, like, uh-huh, I see where this is going. I'm going to move myself up on the list. She absolutely... 
I am your favorite. Mom, you're so pretty. You're so pretty, mom. Can I get you something to drink? You know, while her brother is like flailing and throwing a temper tantrum on the floor in the the next room over. So, no, I do think that that is absolute motivation for her that, you know. That's incredible. She's such a caretaker, right? She's going to be so, she's going to be a great mom herself. Yeah, clearly. She is. And she does take advantage of those opportunities to, you know, I mean, she's the youngest, you know, so she's Mm -hmm. got that, you know, last, last child syndrome, whatever you want to call that and loves attention. And, um, you know, if her big brother's acting up, it's like, Oh, this is my chance. This is my chance. <laughs> Look how I shine. Exactly. Look how mommy loves me. Exactly. Look how I stroke her hair <laughs> yeah. and get her something cold to drink. <laughs> yep. Yep. She's all about it. If only you, if only you could do this. Right. Oh, and then this she'd be like, awesome. mom, what homework do you want me to do? <laughs> oh my yes. God. Yes. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy smart. how young they learn, right? Oh, that mm-hmm. is amazing. It really At is. five years old, she's like figuring it out. Like, look how I sneak in here and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm the favorite child exactly Look at me. I'm moving up on I'm the sitting list. in her lap because mm-hmm. oh, si- I think you actually pictured a you you painted a picture for me once with her sitting in your lap as your eight-year-old is like throwing a tantrum yeah and she's like I'm pristine in here the princess right. here I am exactly exactly mm-hmm. and that just makes her brother the mom thrown. oh it makes her brother so mad too like that just makes it worse <laughs> so then I'm sure I'm trying to balance it like I love you too sweetheart you're wonderful and then let me move my attention back to your brother who's now throwing a fit right here on the floor so yeah it's hard wow so you have to really balance it out. Now, not to mention your other two children seem to be doing fine. They are. Yeah. So my oldest is a self-starter. Um, you know, we we have actually homeschooled her for years and years. And so she finished out. When I sent everybody back to school, she finished out at homeschool because it was her senior year. And it's kind of silly to go back to a new school for one year when she was really thriving and doing well with homeschooling. So she is all about efficiency and she you know sets her own pace and does amazingly well. Um, so she was never a problem, and this has really changed nothing for uh, her and her schoolwork. Um, my 13-year-old um, what it definitely was, um, it's kind of the opposite of the 8-year-old. Um, he started out really struggling and just learning all the concepts of, you know, uh, two different online platforms. His school, for some reason, is using two platforms. Some teachers are choosing to use Google Classroom, and some teachers are choosing to use the back office um, manage back software that the um, the school had been using before quarantine. And so he literally has like back and forth between these two platforms. And so that made it difficult. So there was definitely a learning curve there, and just getting into the structure of the day. You know, I, I would find him sitting in front of his computer, like he'd get to the computer by eight thirty or nine, and then. It was, it was there all day. And in my mommy brain, I'm just like, well, he's diligently working on school. And then at four o'clock, I still see him in front of the computer. And I'm like, buddy, are you really still doing school? And he's like, yeah, I've still got a couple subjects left. And that's when it occurred to me that he was sitting in front of his computer, but not actively doing schoolwork, but was there for eight hours. And so I was like, okay, well, if you need a break, and we had these conversations, I need you to step away from that computer, like get away, get out, out and do something and like, let your brain take a break and then come back and actually engage in school. Cause he was at the, the computer and maybe even logged into, you know, classrooms, but daydreaming or playing on his phone or, you know, looking at assignment and then just kind of staring at the screen. And so it was a matter of like figuring that out with him and encouraging him to, um, you know, get in and, and 
look at one thing at a time. And that's the other thing with this online courses is that it can be very overwhelming. Like for him, he's eighth grade. Mm-hmm. He's now got eight different subjects. And it's like clockwork at 8.05, teachers upload assignments for the day. And so boom, 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 he's got all these messages coming from eight different teachers at one time. And so think about the mind of a, a 13-year-old boy who's now got this teacher and this teacher versus, you know, a typical day is, yeah, you go to your first period class and you're able to focus on that one class and do what's Mm -hmm. required of you in that one class. And then you walk out the door of that class down the hall and you enter your second period of class where your brain now shifts gear into that new subject and you're held, the attention is held by the teacher standing in front of you and you are Mm -hmm. required to respond and engage in classroom work and, you know, write down things in your notebook so now we're switching off and at 8.05, all of these teachers are uploaded and he's getting notifications from various places. And he's clicking on one screen. And it's like, oh my goodness, my history teacher assigned so much for the day. Now I'm feeling overwhelmed and then clicks on English. And oh my goodness, I forgot about my book report. And then clicks and clicks and clicks. And suddenly he's like, he was overcome with this anxiety. And so, so it's, he'd freeze. Yeah, right. And then he just stares right. at his screen. So it's totally different from what our kids are used to. And so it was a matter of like me pulling it back in and saying, okay, let's just focus. And even within one subject, you know, there might be a warm up and then an assignment. And then um, teachers are wanting other kids to engage with other children and do like comment on their comments. And so it's like a three part, three part assignment in a lot of these classes. And so even then that was overwhelming for him. And so I'm like, okay, but I, I need you to let's just do the warm up. And sometimes it takes me sitting next to him at our kitchen counter and walking through it with him because it's so overwhelming. And so that first month was just completely like so much for him. Very overwhelming. Eight, nine hours of school every day, me doing a lot of it right there with him. And now the second month is transitioning and he's figuring out how, you know, like the ebb and flow of things and what teachers are requiring what. And the teachers are allowing for a little bit more time for them to get subjects done. And um, they're doing some live, you know, some like Zoom classroom things together. And so he is like finding his his groove now, you know, as we're coming to the end of the year, he's finally right. figured this out. Enter the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some days he's able to do all of the school now in just three or four hours versus, I mean, I'm not joking when I say he was in front of that computer between nine and four most days um, for the first month that we were doing this online school. So definitely an improvement with him. Wow. Okay. So how much more time in school do you have? Um, we're rounding out this week. I think we have one to two weeks left. Some testing is, is being done next week. And I think some there they have an opportunity to finish up like missed assignments the following week. Okay. And then you go into summer. Yes. Uh, can you say <laughs> that again? And then we go into Was summer. That, <laughs> does that, are you happy for summer? Because the only thing that changes, are you going to really be happy for summer? Why are you happy for summer? Well, the, the school has been a lot. It's been a lot. I, you know, okay. I've, I've had to just give myself some peace of mind knowing that I need to just allocate four or five hours to do school with the kids. Um, Cause I am a multitasker. 
and I own a couple of businesses. <laughs> and so I was, you know, for the first month really trying to like set up one child and then like do some work on the side or sit next to them and like do some of my business stuff. And like, I'm available for questions, but I'm, I'm going to be here on my computer. And then as soon as I got one child situated, then another child is calling me and that person, you know, needs me to print something for them. Or can you look over this paragraph that I wrote? And then the third child is, you know, yelling from another room. And so I spent the first month literally like hopping around like a bunny all over my house being called mom, mom, I need you. And then I'd sit and just have a moment. And, um, it made me crazy. I mean, absolutely like mental breakdowns, emotional breakdowns, some really bad days. And I'm a really happy person and I can handle a lot of stress and pressure. And it was just like caving in on me. And so when I, um, gave myself more of a, a schedule, I guess you could say, and understood really that this school obviously is important. And three out of my four kids really do need me like hands on for all of the morning. I mean, if we start school at 8.30 or 9, like I can just like pencil in until after lunch, maybe 12.30, 1 o'clock. We're all, we're going to be doing some sort of school with all of these kids. Mm-hmm. And then a couple hours for my, my businesses in the afternoon, because, you know, once the kids are done with, with school, they are happy campers. Like they are like, okay, see you mom. And they're often playing with friends in the neighborhood and jumping on the trampoline and watching TV and doing all the different things. And suddenly I'm like, okay, now I can have some time for me to do the things that are on my to-do list um, to maintain businesses and client support and things like that. And so, um, and, and then now I'm, I'm figuring out even some time for, for me personally. So just, I can maintain some balance and, um, and not go crazy. You know, I want to be a happy mom and I want to be able to smile and have joy in my family. And let's face it, moms just kind of, you know, set the tone for the the whole family and the whole family experience and the whole family environment. And so on days when I was having a bad day, it was, it was just hard on everybody. And, um, so then there's that pressure to just want to not have a bad day, but dang it, sometimes you just need to let yourself have a bad day, you know? So I did. I let myself have a few bad days and then I've added in some scheduling structure, which has been super helpful. And now as the world starts to open back up, like I treated myself to a pedicure yesterday and it was just magical and so enjoyable. (laughs) You got a pedicure? I did. My very favorite place is open now and it was just so, so awesome. Yeah. So I feel like a, a new like human. Like a sense of normalcy. Yes. A little pampering. Yeah. Normalcy mm-hmm. plus pampering on top of that it equals greatness. Complete greatness. I want to go back to something you just said for a second. That's really interesting to me that you said that you, mom set the tone for the house, mm-hmm. for the family. Yeah. How, do you really feel that that, that that burden is on you? to flit around and be happy and joyful and that everyone will follow suit. Like you're the mm-hmm. song of the house. Yeah, I do. And maybe, really? maybe it's not like this with every other family, but I absolutely think that obviously we're allowed to have bad days, but um, you know, a mom that's happy and greets her children with love and joy, you know, like our morning routine, um, you know, some of my kiddos just need snuggles. They just do. My, my little ones just need some time one-on-one with me. And so I just notch that out. Like I understand that that is a very important part of their day. In fact, this goes back to when we put my eight-year-old back in school, he struggled and had some, um, 
home at home behavioral issues, not in school. He was perfect in school, but he would come home and just really have a hard time. And I realized that, you know, obviously that was a big transition for him to go from homeschooling to, to real school, you know, throughout the day, a long day away from mom. And so when I shifted um, and saw that, that he was struggling, I intentionally started to wake him up with his permission 15 minutes early, earlier than he needed to get up to be able to get out the door on time. And literally every single day we sit on the sofa and snuggle and I would just rub his head and, you know, we'd have a little, little morning chat together. And when we started to do that, his entire day changed. And so that goes back to like, you know, how, how are you starting your day? How is the environment set for your family? And I think that dads are just as important, you know, because when my husband has a bad day and then trickles down and kind of everybody's like, oh gosh, why is daddy so whatever today? You know, we could just feel the tension and then I get tense and everybody else gets tense. But specifically moms, uh, you know, like we were the go-to for our kiddos and, um, and they really do pick up our vibes. And so I'm all about... Choosing happiness, you know, I do think that happiness is a choice. It's not a feeling, you know, that you can choose to um, to be joyful and be happy. And even though circumstances sometimes dictate otherwise, dictate otherwise, and believe me, there's been plenty of days that I'm like, I should be choosing happiness right now, but I'm really grouchy <laughs> and I'm just going to be in this grouchiness. But you know, I might only let myself be grouchy for 30 minutes, and then and then pull, you know, pull myself out of it and choose joy after that. Um, but it does, it's, it's a decision and it does affect, um, all of our little humans that, you know, are, are just watching us and learning from us and picking up the, the emotions that they're, that we're putting off. So it's important. I, but I wanted to say, I am proud of you. Thank you. And you are raising amazing little humans. <laughs> and thank you for sharing your story. So. It was my pleasure. Let's do it again sometime soon. So I understand you are, are you working or are you at home full time? No, no. I'm in a very fortunate position to be medically retired. Okay. Did you say unfortunate position or a fortunate position? Fortunate. Okay. Unfortunate. <laughs> okay. Because I thought, well... As you say that, you actually it has awarded you the ability to stay home with your boys, yes. right? Yep, that's it. The fortunate part of it. That is fortunate. <laughs> so, how old are your boys? Uh, one is seven, and the other one is eleven. So, I got a fifth grader and a first grader. Okay, and I'm sorry, you said seven, eleven. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, you're gonna have to stop calling me, ma'am. I will punch you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there a way for you to not do that? I mean, it's fine if you uh, have to, if it's like a knee-jerk reaction, but... <laughs> I, just, I just feel weird when I say yes. I feel like it's, it's like it's a, a smart aleck comment. Oh, like wow. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it slide. I'm going <laughs> to let it slide this time. That's I'll fine. Try. I'll, I'll try. Okay. All right. So you have a 7 uh, and 11-year-old. And how is homeschooling... So before this happened, they were going to public school. They were in school every day, regular life. And then they are told they have to go home. How prepared were you all for that? Oh, uh, not very prepared at all, uh, honestly. And neither were the teachers because they kept sending. We use a, uh, a messaging app called Class Dojo. Okay. And then you can access the different teachers and message them about the work and stuff. And uh, our son, our oldest, was already having problems in math. So he was getting help uh, in math. So 
not having that and then very unclear direction from the teachers over just messaging, you didn't even talk to them on phone, uh, was very difficult. And then you had to download, like, I think we use five or six different platforms within these different apps like Google, uh, Google Classroom. Um, there's iReady. Um, and it's, they get the dates wrong of when they need to be turned in. And it's, it's really confusing. It is very confusing with no direction. And so in this confusing for you and your home full time to help them. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I couldn't imagine somebody that was working full time and then stuck home, you know, not, not having to deal with that every day and then be thrown into it. Sure. That it would drive somebody nuts. No. And just for clarity, you're actually in Florida. So yes, is the platform your schools are using, is it state? wide or just in your county or city right wide but they do uh they send their own stuff out like his math teacher uh, he has two teachers they both do actually so am which there's another i don't am i able to well (laughs) we want to be kind with this i i really it's not so much i would i'm more interested in how you have solved the problems Uh for yourself like they you've been given a task to to keep your kids safe, keep your kids at home, lock them down and educate them. So how did you grapple with this? How did you handle it? Uh, I tried to keep it as normal as possible. Honestly, we still went out and did walks. Uh, Towards the second week or third week of doing it, they sent a message about wanting us to upload PE for them. And I thought that was absurd. (laughs) Yes. I thought that was absurd. If you are parents and don't know how to have fun with your kids and do something extracurricular, like that's absurd to me. So that kind of bothered me. It, you know, uh, coming from a teacher telling you how to be with your children. Okay. Other than that. So there might've been a need. So just because you, you are having the luxury, I'm going to say luxury, of being able to yeah. stay home with your two perfect children and help them with their edu- educational process. And because of who you are, you're like, hey, let's get outside and do some activity. I yes. would honestly say that for some parents who may be working full time still from their computers or whatever, they may not even oh, think about that. Awesome. They're like, stay yeah. inside. Like, we're not. I couldn't imagine then having to do the platforms and schoolwork on the computer with their mm-hmm. children, if they, even in more than one. That would be hard. Sure. So, two months after we're into this, you're about to finish. When do, when do the boys finish their school year? Like in the May next week 29th. or two? Uh, May 29th is their oh, last okay. day. And are, are you. Do you feel like they were able to get a solid educational foundation with you for the last two months? I mean, were you able to like help them? Uh, the crud that they send out, <laughs> and it's exactly what it is. It's crud. Okay. <laughs> because they're they won't even double check what they're sending out. Uh, it will be issued out as some digital copy from like 2012, and they're teaching them. Like math, math has changed again on how they count by ones and tens and stuff. So that was really hard. And then the numberings would be off and it, that, that was confusing. So it was a struggle. This whole thing has been a real struggle. Yes, ma'am. And then he's got to do it digitally, do it on, Mm. and then for that paper, take a picture and then upload that. If, and then, oh, go ahead. So, okay. When did you feel when you got 
control of the situation if 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 you ever really did it once you once you felt like you were on stand, steady ground as a teacher father in the household mm. do you feel like you were able to help your boys though like get through the yeah. so they got through it they're going to pass oh, yeah. they're going to their grades yep. didn't slip their once grades i realized what was going on mm-hmm. like that the teachers were even confused they had no idea what was going on right uh, i realized that we're not it's not just us. Like, you know, you get frustrated and you're asking them questions and they're getting frustrated and they're trying to figure out, you know, who above them. So oh. I understood the portion of it. So it, like there were the problems with the programs, the programs would go down and then, you know, then everyone's on a messaging board and then that's lagging because everybody's on it. They're wanting to do zoom video calls. Uh, and that, I don't know. Did you do the Zoom video calls? I did one. I did one. I'm not I I'm not a big social media guy. I get creeped out by, you know, letting my kid be all on videos and all that stuff. It just Oh, I'm sorry. wow. You know what? You just you just actually entered into a whole new space I hadn't thought about. I mean, there's already <laughs> an issue with parents who may not have had to had the money or resources yeah. to have computers in their houses for any of this to yeah. begin with, right? So that's like a whole nother level. So you were able to actually afford to have laptops, computers, or whatever the kids needed to do an online platform. However, yes, if you are a person who doesn't feel like your life needs to be online, exposed to the interwebs, that that goes along with your against your whole psyche, right? That has to mess with you as a person. Yep, like here, my kids, my images, yep. their work, their names, their ages, all this information is on yep. now out there. So there's a part of your brain that's in meltdown mode. Yes, ma'am. Uh, they're having us take like just still fit uh, pictures, like one pit, like holding books and uploading those uh, videos, video calls. And yeah, I I didn't feel comfortable with doing it. Okay. So unless it was a a mandatory, they had to be on a video or a picture upload, I I chose not to do it. Sure. Now they can do the Zoom calls and not access the camera, correct? Yes, ma'am. So did it? Would were you open to that or Uh, was that? No. the uh, The only Zoom call I took was when it was for all of the classmates to see each other. I thought it would be nice, you know, him to say hi to his friends. Mm. But then. It was the teacher would mute all the other kids and one kid would talk. And by an hour in, I'm like, hey, man, we got to go. It's, you know, it's time for lunch. So he he wasn't able to really do much. Right. That's a long time to sit and look at your classmates on a computer. (laughs) (laughs) That's so that that's a lot. That's a lot. But do you feel how would you rate yourself as a teacher father? How'd you do? Uh. Uh, personally, I probably did about on a scale of one to 10 and 10 being like, oh, I kicked this butt. I was about a seven, but a lot of <laughs> YouTube, so and, a lot of YouTube. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really? On, on, yes, ma'am. On some of the math that they were like, the questions were so awkward that they made no sense. Mm. And you, you would read it. And how, uh, and not to call you up, but how old are you? Me? I'm. Shoot, uh, you had to ask me. That. Uh, oh my gosh! And we were talking about math. <laughs> how old are you? Man, keep track of time. I. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? I'm th- I'm 35. Okay, and the only reason I ask is I want to know how long you've actually been out of school because if at fi- uh, at just about 50, uh, if someone said, "Hey, you need to drop down and like do these equations for these kids," 
I would probably panic because yeah. I haven't I had would. to look at an equation for many, many years. And so it's completely out of my wheelhouse or my thought process at this point. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, Oh, some of the imaging too, they'll ask a question and it, and you can only see it head on. You can't pick it up and look at the object and, and they'll ask a weird question and tell you, Oh, pick this image. And they look identical, but it's supposed to be at a different angle. Oh, if goodness. that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Like one, one picture will be a shaded, like elongated square with a, uh, a cone on top. And the next one will be the elongated square with a triangle on top, but they're the exact same picture, but they're supposed to be at other angles. And that's where I'm like, this makes no sense. So you struggle just trying to learn it yourself so you could help your a children. A simple question like that. Right. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's where I'm like, what? How did I miss that? You know, trying to help him. So tell me your positive takeaway from this entire experience. Our children wanted to be homeschooled to begin with. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so, so they, they won. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> They're like yeah. more. And you got quality time with your boys. Yes, ma'am. And, and that's that's how I, I enjoy that, though. I, I like I was saying, I couldn't imagine being a working person working 12, 14 hours a day. You know, not having time to get dinner usually in the evening for your children, but then just being stuck at home and trying to work and having to deal with all this. Sure. Like, that's craziness. Yeah. Well, there was, I think this caught a lot of people clearly off guard, unprepared, oh, and unprepared schools, teachers, yes. educational systems, children. Um, I, I think homeschoolers had a leg up. <laughs> they were ready. They were already like, we're doing, we've been doing this. What are you guys doing? We've been doing this for years. We are professionals. But um, so a lot to be learned. And I think if anything, uh, you being able to spend that time with your boys, I'm sure is priceless. And I'm sure they are thankful for you. I would imagine that you are a great so. dad and that they remember you on Father's Day. <laughs> well, I, I hope so. They, they usually got to get reminded by everybody. But oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they feel that way one day. Oh, well, thank you so much for taking my call. I so appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Hello. Hi, Jordan. Hey. Hi, this is Milo. How are you? Hey, Milo. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. So we don't know each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's okay. I'm, I'm clarifying that because I'm recording our conversation. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, well, you're I like, was expecting that. You're like, I know we don't know each other. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was more for other people, not so much for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. That's and you, fine. And you are a teacher. Yes. Yep. Good. I am a fourth grade teacher. Oh, mm -hmm. fourth grade. What? How old are you if you're in fourth grade? You are nine turning 10. I mean, you turn 10 in fourth grade. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Big steps. You get to double digits. I know it is a big deal. I remember when I, I was really excited to like turn double digits. It's, it's a big, um, it's a big step in transition in fourth grade for sure. Yeah. I definitely don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really I sure. Feel like I don't really think it was, grade, you know, go ahead. I'm just not really sure it was a big deal for me. Yeah. But I was premature for my age. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, everybody has those years of school that they remember. Like I remember fourth grade, I did not have a good teacher and she was my first teacher that I just didn't connect with. And so that stood out to me and I got like in trouble for the first time in fourth grade. 
And I think I didn't do. Yeah. Anyway, so long story short, I remember fourth grade very wow. Well. And now you are a fourth grade teacher. Do you feel like you, did you pick that on purpose because of your fourth grade experience? Uh, I did not. I, I, if you asked me several years ago, if I would be a fourth grade teacher, I would probably like not believe you. Honestly, I think, well, teaching is something that I come from a a big family of teachers and I've always loved kids. Um, but I, I guess I didn't expect to teach them, but it kind of just fell into my lap and, and I don't know, really quickly I got certified and landed this job and it's been five years. So it, yeah, I did not expect it, <laughs> but and I've you, enjoyed it. I've and enjoyed you're a fourth grade teacher in New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Are yep. you originally from Louisiana? I am. I'm from New Orleans. You don't sound here. like you're from New Orleans because in all yeah. the movies, in all the movies, I, I, know. I don't know what it's, accent that is. I don't know what they're doing. It's it's kind of like a the typical New Orleans accent is like a yacht accent. It's kind of like if you live in Chalmette or in certain parts of New Orleans, you're going to hear that accent more. It's kind of like a, a New York accent, you know, but with a little Southern twist. I do not have that. Can you do it? No. I mean, it's like... I don't know, like, you know, going down to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> gonna- <laughs> <laughs> it's like you it's basically kind of like a Boston in New York accent. Um, and there's certain there's kind of like a, a twang to it. And I think that I used to actually bartend. I don't know, this maybe this needs to be off the record. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used to bartend? <laughs> no. But, yeah. But Did you put yourself to... through school? That's fine. <sighs> I know. I that you kinda... worked hard. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate it. Um, but they always were expecting me to have an accent, I think, because you hear it in the movies, like you said, but mm. no accent. Slightly nope. disappointed. That's fine. I'm okay, so, so it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna find someone with that movie-like accent, even though it's completely yeah. false. I have yet to hear it. So mm-hmm. let's talk about this. Let's, you've been a teacher for five years. Mm-hmm. You're a weathered, weathered, good for it. You're, you're, you know what you've got. You're going, getting into. You got a plan, and then all of a sudden, you're told, "Oh, you, your students aren't coming to school." Mm-hmm. What were you thinking at the time when you fir- when this first started as a teacher? What is going through your mind? You're talking about distance learning. Yeah. Um, I honestly I didn't know the severity of it. Like when it when it was first announced, you know, it was just supposed to be a month, um, and I guess we kind of knew that it was coming, but it it didn't really hit me um, until maybe about two weeks in of distance learning that this was going to kind of be it for the rest of the year. Um, and I don't think, you know, it, I, I heard the announcement after I had kind of said goodbye to my kids for the day. So I didn't even get a chance to really sit down with my class and say, you know, this is kind of how it's going to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's go ahead and pack up and get prepared. I mean, they, they still have most of their personal belongings and their desks. Like it's, I don't know. It just kind of happened really suddenly. Um, but yeah, it didn't hit me until a couple of weeks in and it was a difficult transition. I am not 
super tech savvy. <laughs> and so it was a really big adjustment for me to learn all these new platforms. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I, I wasn't, I wasn't into it at all. Like I wasn't excited about it. I'm very much, I need to have my kids there to feed off of their energy and um, how to give many feedback. platforms are you using? Well, we're mostly using Google Classroom to push out assignments and assessments. Um, And we also, we were using Zoom for a while to do morning meetings every morning just to see their faces and to, you know, share the agenda for the day and answer any questions that they had. And it gave them an an opportunity um, for them to chit chat with each other. But we got off of Zoom because of those security reasons Mm -hmm. um, and started you know, doing Google Meet, which is through Google Classroom. So it's mostly all Google based, okay. which is nice because we already kind of were a Google centered school. So that wasn't as a difficult of a transition for us. How many students do you have in your class? 27. And do all 27 students have access to the internet and to a computer? Uh, no, I would say probably half of my class didn't have a Chromebook. Okay, maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but many of them didn't. And our our school actually um, pushed out Chromebooks to many kids at Morris Jeff, the school that I work at. Um, And so that was definitely a blessing. And then um, some of my kids have internet issues, but they kind of got them worked out the first couple of weeks. And... um, is there any but, child in your class? Just not, we can only talk about your class and your direct. Mm-hmm. Are there, of your children, were there any left behind? Are there any that are unable to do the work, unable to participate? Um, I have one one kid mm-hmm. in particular um, that didn't get a Chromebook from the school. Was kind of late on buying a Chromebook. Um, mom. I think did worked her hardest to get one. Um, but most of his work he was doing over a phone, which you can do some of it, but some of it is like impossible to, mm-hmm. to do some of the assignments. Um, so I would say that the majority of them have been able to, to access everything except for maybe one or two. Um, and I think also it's, it might not be internet and, and in having access to the, the resources as much as maybe just kind of family, family issues, you know, and, um, stuff that maybe I don't, you know, I'm not super aware of, but. And it's hard to do that from over the phone. Sure. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. how did you, how do you structure your work day? Like before (laughs) you're going to school, you have to be there at a certain time. You open up the, you know, the blinds, you get your coffee, you talk to your fellows, you know, Teachers mm-hmm. high fiving in the hall. That's how I envision it. <laughs> but now, I love that. That's now great. <laughs> but now, you're you're in your PJs. You may try to yeah. put on a fresh shirt. Maybe comb your hair for your for your Google Barely. meeting. <laughs> so what is yes. your how did what what's your what's a day in the life of a teacher now? Mm, I'm sure it's different for every for me. I definitely wake up a little bit later, which is nice. Cause I, I don't have to, you know, be available as early. Okay. Um, I have morning meeting every morning. So that kind of 
gets me up, gets me moving, seeing my kids. I usually am drinking my coffee over the Google Meet meeting. We're all very tired together. (laughs) But um, that kind of starts my day off. When I first, I wasn't really, I don't know, it was very much of an adjustment the first couple of weeks, but I slowly and steadily got into a routine. So um, morning meeting, I would do um, some work for a couple of hours, doing assignments, getting kind of prepared for the week. And then every day we have office hours. So we have an hour, um, each of us fourth grade teachers, all the teachers have an hour each day that they are available for all kids whenever the kids need us. So from 11 to 12, we had office hours where the kids could come into our Google Meet and ask us any questions that they had when, you know, cause they start assignments pretty much after morning meeting um, and did that. And then, I mean, it's just, it's so weird because it's like, you can step away and go to the bathroom whenever you want to <laughs> and get lunch. And I don't know, I'm, I'm very much personally, like I need structure and I need routine in my life. And I, I become a very strange person when I, don't. And so I made sure that I, I was doing the same things every day. Um, and I, I can't vouch for all teachers, but I feel like as a teacher, you have to typically be very organized and structured. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would imagine that many of us kind of fell into our own, you know, our own routines and I don't know. Do the teachers, do you guys all talk? Do you guys have your own Google meetings? Uh, so we as a fourth grade team decided that we were going to each plan one subject and instead of having to plan it, it all to get, it just, we decided to kind of departmentalize a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided to have our office hours all at the same time because I'm not planning reading and writing. And so if a kid came to me in my office hour and had a question specific to, to that, my other, my coworker who is planning that would be able to answer that child better, you know? Mm-hmm. So we decided to collaborate, collaboratively have our office hours. Um, and I mean, we're friends, so we talk all the time. Okay. <laughs> so you still, you're not high-fiving in the halls, but you're still high-fiving. Yeah, we're virtually. doing some air-fiving. Yeah. Now, what is the talk for the fall? Do you think you'll go back to school? Have you guys, has your school announced anything for fall? Mm. No, not officially. There's some, there's some options that our, our, you know, principal has emailed us. That's basically like we're either going to continue to implement this distance learning starting the starting the year off in the fall, or we'll go back. But you know, there's going to be all these different stipulations. Like we'll have alternating days. We'll have smaller groups. You know, smaller mm-hmm. class sizes. Um, you know. The, the younger kids will go, but the older kids will stay at home or we'll do some type of combination of these, but nothing has been decided for sure yet. Wow. wow. Yeah. So how are you holding up as a teacher without her students? It's hard. I mean, I think it, it, I, I love my, I love my kids. Like I, in, in this class that I had this year, they were, they were very special. I, um, and I miss them. And like I said earlier, I really feed off of their energy and I, I need to be able to give them feedback instantly. And you can't really do that over these platforms. Um, and I know that many of these, these kids need r- routines and structures just like I do. Mm-hmm. And they benefit 
greatly off of that. Um, and so it's, it's not ideal, you know, making it work. And Morris Jeff is doing an incredible job. What, what we've been doing with, you know, all this distance learning, but it's not, it's not my favorite. <laughs> no, I don't think any, I don't think anyone's like saying, Oh, I love this. This is great. I can't wait to continue this forever. I don't think yeah. anybody is, anybody is yeah. saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine it's hard. I do not have children. I mm-hmm. know people with children. Sure. <laughs> so, right. And I see my, my, my friends struggling uh, as they try to learn math equations and yeah. how to figure out homework and they're watching YouTube videos and they're guessing. So I had spoken and interviewed a mom uh, from Utah and a father in Florida that were both doing the distance learning. And I thought it only fair for me to at least connect with a teacher and say, hey, how are you doing? So I right. really appreciate you taking the time to let me talk to you. Of course. And all of 13 course. of my listeners will just love to hear this. Oh, great. Well, it was very, my pleasure. Very popular. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great. No, I love, like, this is good to talk this out, too. Like, it's just been helpful for me to, I feel like it's been like a slight therapy session. Oh, 20 minute great. Therapy I'll session. send you my bill. Like a pizza. Uh, well, when we get past this, it'll be lovely to meet you in person. Um, I, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this with me. And I hope you get your kids back in the fall. You're so welcome. I do too. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for listening. You can find me at Facebook at Milo talks. And also you can email me at Milo talks to strangers at gmail.com. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system.